0: I'm your host, Jerrica, and welcome to She Has a Name Too, the show where we discuss the individuality of moms. Motherhood is an honorable and full-time job, but between the dishes and diapers lies a woman with her own hopes and dreams. Here we discuss the woman behind her title mother. This week, India is joining me again. This time we're talking about her love for family history and her business, Narrativo. Listen in as she tells us all about it. India, I am so excited to talk to you today about your business and about family history and about this challenge that we did back in October. I guess I'll just tell the audience what we did. <laughs> um, so the first couple of weeks of October, India and I did this um, 21-day challenge that involved doing family history. Um, and so I've invited India on to... Tell us about what it is and what we did and how she got involved. So can you explain to us what this 21-day challenge is that we did? Yeah, so this, um, a friend that I met at RootsTech
1: earlier this year, it's her, kind of her baby, the 21-day family, what does she call it, family connections experiment. Um, And essentially what it is is they challenge you for 21 days to each day do a little activity, five minutes, even less than five minutes um, in family history or in, in connecting with your family in some way. And what's cool is what inspired her to do this is was a study that she found um, at Emory University. And there's actually a really cool New York Times article that kind of talks about this study. And essentially what it shares is the importance of family history for adolescent children in their lives, in their development. Um, And what's cool is it's that very same article and study that inspired me with my business. And this happened years ago because the the study's older it like it's probably six or seven or eight years old even um and so we both found this and we've both kind of gone our own ways as far as the inspiration that it gave up gave us but we've now connected um so it was pretty cool to see but um yeah so what she and her team do is it it was awesome they did they had so much content so many people on and interviewed um including us we got to do an interview with them um But yeah, so they challenge people to, every day for 21 days, do a part of a piece of family history research, and they give you tons of ideas of what you can do. You can do different, like, plans that they have, Um, and then at the end, they have you kind of regroup and assess how the activity, um, how it helped you to become closer to your family. So that's, in a nutshell, kind of what we both did and I wasn't perfect at it, <laughs> I didn't get every single day done, um, but oh, it was an amazing experience, um, and it really helped me doing these activities, like finding my famous relatives was one of the activities, or looking at old photos um, of people in your family history, or finding someone in your family tree who is, just to learn more, about, a little bit more about them, about who they are, I found that Um, Not only was that really beneficial, it also affected how I looked at my interactions in the here and now. It made me want to be more intentional with my time and to spend more time with my family because that's what matters most. So yeah, that was kind of my
0: experience with it. I wasn't perfect either (laughs) at all. Um, But I did love um, what, so they had, you you mentioned that they had kind of like a, plan that you could follow, or you could also go onto their website and just click and randomly generate ideas um, for how to connect with your family. And it was my favorite thing that I did um, was I, I clicked the random generator and it was like, find out what your parents' favorite music was when they were teenagers, and I, and I took that one, and I was like, well, I know, like, I already know what my parents' favorite music was, but then I realized, well, I don't know what my grandparents liked, and um, they have since passed away, and so I messaged my aunt, who is, like, the family history guru of our family. She is amazing. She told me all about the music that they liked and the instruments that they played. I had no idea that like my grandma played piano. She had a piano in her house, but I thought it was just decoration, (laughs) honestly. Um, But yeah, it was so cool to like learn different things about my family that I would have never thought to ask, you know, like what's your favorite music um so if you guys if the listeners want to get involved in this if they want to um follow along it's at connections dot experiment on instagram and you can head over there and they've got their link um to their website and everything and you can totally do that yeah and the idea generator that you're
1: talking about where you just go and you can click and get a random. Um, idea that'll be up all year and they're constantly adding so we our company has actually added an idea to that so you might get us one day um but i know that that's something that they're really proud of and really working on to keep expanding so that in and of itself is a really good resource to just like no pressure go on click and then it'll give you an awesome activity
0: yeah i think it is such a cool um it was such a good idea to have this 21 days, and I, I loved the structure of it. It was great. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got connected with them, and and then we'll talk about all about your business, and you can tell us all about Narrativo. Sure, yeah.
1: So I, I found this quote um, because I love it, and this is the quote that really struck me, but it's also what really inspired Liv, um, who is kind of the, she's the girl in charge of the connections experiment. Um, but the quote says, The more children know about their family's history, the stronger their sense of control over their lives, the higher their self-esteem, and the more successfully they believe their families functioned. And it kind of goes on to talk about how knowing about your family history, the good and the bad, not just the great things that your family has done, but Everything that they lived, that they had hard times, that they had successes, that they had failures—all of those things, having that narrative as part of your sense of self, especially for young people, helps them to be much more resilient in social situations and when they um, come to hard times in their lives. And right now is an excellent example of like I can't. My my siblings are in high school still, but. High school has changed so much even in just 10 years since I was there. And I I can't even imagine the things that young people are confronting today. And um, and Liv sees the same thing. And so with this it's cool how she's at. I love what she's done and her team, she has a whole team of volunteers who have helped her to really make this into something really big that's reached a lot of people is they see that there are we can fight back against the the hard things that are happening, and especially all of the ways that kids are getting bombarded today, we can really help them. And we can help ourselves as well. We're not exempt just because we're not kids anymore. Um, And, and family connection, having what what I call or what what they've called in this, um, in this study is having an intergenerational self. So having a sense of self that expands further than just yourself back into you see yourself as as your ancestors and also as your family that will be in the future yeah Liv came to me a month before i think in september maybe late august and said hey we connected at roots tech do you remember me and of course i did and um she kind of said i love what you guys are doing and we would love to partner with you so yeah and i i was on cloud nine i was like of course i'd love that so we um we helped with an, a few other companies to power the project and we did a bunch of fun interviews. I did a how-to video that's up on their YouTube and we got to do some fun giveaways and meet the participants. It was really neat.
0: So, yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened. And that just sounds so fun to be able to partner and be part of this kind of, I guess, family history community community. I wanted to ask you, of course, um, about how you started Narrativo and what your mission and purpose is with it. So I, I love history, and I've always loved history from the time I was really
1: young, and I always felt like I wanted to study history in college, but I didn't necessarily want to teach, and that was always a bit confusing for me. I'm the type of person who likes a plan and so that is the story of my life is not having a plan though but that was always hard for me initially anyways to I really had the feeling that this is what I should study but I didn't know on I had no idea what I was going to do with it but I had faith and I just I said all right I'm I'm gonna do it so I studied history in college and I ended up going on a mission for my church to italy in the middle of my degree so i did two years and then i went on a mission and so i took two years off and then when i came back i did two more years and it was at that point when i came back that i happened upon this article in the new york times that talked about how important family history is for kids and especially for them psychologically and it struck me like lightning i remember where I was when I heard of it, I immediately, it was actually in, in a church meeting, someone mentioned it, and I immediately went home and looked it up online, and it it really just changed my path at that point, because I thought, this is, this is the science of what is so important to me. This is why I love history. I'm not really a person for names and dates, and for remembering all the little details, like that's never been, because I just, my memory's not that sharp, but I just it's just not, but um, especially being a mom now <laughs> but um but I've always loved learning about people and and how they react in situations and then taking that and applying that to our day. I just like that's what I loved in high school and in college i, I like I eat it up, I love school in general, I love learning um, and this kind of just gave me this idea, and so I. I actually, I did a, an honors thesis as part of my degree was an honors degree and um, I, so I, I basically researched this idea and I did a ton of research and wrote a paper about this and worked with some people at the university and it turned into this really cool project of just showing how, especially since kind of the mid, probably like the 1960s and 70s, society has changed so much and we're kind of in that age of consumerism, which is like a millionfold now. In 2020, things are so different than they were 100 years ago. And just kind of talked about how family history has really gotten popular in the last 50 years, and how, and I in my paper and in my project kind of said, here's why I think it's gotten it's gotten popular because people are longing for um, an anchor and a sense of self that's greater than just what what they have today. So that's kind of like how the idea came about, or I guess how my interest, not really the idea, but my interest in family history and how important it is all kind of happened. And then I, I had an idea um, that I would like to start interviewing people and especially elderly people about their lives. And I remember I told my husband that I, I finally like got the courage to tell, like speak this idea out loud because I'd had it for a while, but I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea, and I don't know how I could ever make a career out of that. But I finally had the courage one day to actually tell him, this is my idea. And he was like, that's an awesome idea. I think people would love that, and I think that there's a need for that. And so we kind of explore this idea of interviewing people about their lives and I started interviewing. So I started with my grandma of course and <laughs> she's a good sport um, and then it kind of started growing a little bit and I started interviewing other people and making so doing all the editing and making the video of them of their interview for their posterity. I expected to like it I because I like to talk to people and I, I mean I lived in Italy and I talked to people. Who are old and Italians can talk. Jericho <laughs> will tell you they can talk. And so I really, I really learned to listen and to be present in, in the moment with people better, better on my mission anyways. And so I expected that I would like to do the interview, but my experience really surprised me in that it, it gave me so much more than just just the enjoyment of sitting there and listening, it really taught me so much about life. And I suppose the greatest thing that it did for me was give me so much more perspective on my own life and on where I fit in the world and in society as a whole and in my family. And it, it was an amazing experience. And immediately, I just wanted to share it. I wanted to keep doing interviews and I never want to stop interviewing, but I wanted other people to have that experience as well. And especially young people, people like my younger siblings, I really wanted them to be able to have that experience of talking to someone who's much older and much wiser and has experience that they just don't have yet. And so that's kind of where the idea for Narrativo came from, which is similar, but you get to do the interview of your relative, of your loved one, and so we provide the kit and uh, which helps you to get a good picture, get good sound. And then we do the editing as well. So we turn it into a nice polished video at the end. Um, but yeah, so that's where the idea came from is I just I just believe so strongly in the power of connecting with people who are from a different generation than we are and learning from them and gaining perspective from them.
0: Oh, I love that. That just like gave me chills. <laughs> um, I love that you said that, like, you expected to like doing this, and then it just went so much further than just enjoyment. It's just amazing that, like, as moms, as a new mom, I'm realizing how important it is to connect my daughter to the previous generations. Like, as, as my grandparents have passed away, she's not she doesn't know them. She's never going to meet them. And, um, and I only have one, I only have one grandma left and she's in a nursing home um, currently. And, um, and so it's like, you know, we can't go visit her. She's also in Canada, so we can't go visit her <laughs> across the border. Um, but, you know, it is something that I think is so important to connect us to those previous generations, because like my dad has different memories than myself, you know, and and I have to depend on him to teach me those stories of his grandparents. Yeah, so I love what you're doing, and and I and I wanted to ask. <laughs> I've been to Roots Tech, and I I did have an interest um, in doing. I was thinking about doing a genealogy degree. And like you, you know, not having a plan is the story of my life, even though I am a planner. <laughs> so I didn't end up doing it, but I've been to Roots Tech and it was so cool. So what was it like to have a booth at Roots Tech in twenty twenty to promote this business? And and then what happened afterwards? Because Roots Tech is in February, correct? Yeah, yep, late February. So it was like,
1: we got really lucky, honestly. In the beginning of February, I remember Christian, my husband, saying to me, there's a chance that RootsTech might get canceled because of the pandemic. And I, I was crushed, I was like, please, no. But luckily, we it was able to go ahead, but only a few weeks later, the country shut down. So we feel I feel really lucky that we were able to get out there um, and to meet people and to launch our Basically, launched because we launched at Roots Tech, um, but it was so cool. It was, it was amazing. You meet every type of person at Roots Tech because there's a lot of different ways that people are interested in family history. Um, so yeah, so I think it was Wednesday through Saturday. So it was four full or Wednesday evening and then the three full days. And my husband and I did it all. We we got the booth design up and we got uh, it. It looked awesome by the end of it um mostly thanks to him but um yeah and then we just talked to people about uh, mainly the question that we would ask people when they walked by was have you ever done an interview of your relative and that kind of got people talking and we showed them Um, an example of what our videos look like and what our kit looks like and I guess I forgot to mention we also give you the interview questions so we do what our goal is is to make it easy for you you just get to sit down and interview your relative and you don't have to worry about anything else Um, and so that's kind of what we tried to explain to people at RootsTech and um, it was awesome it was so fun we met so many people from all over the world there were Australians there which was cool, um, but people from all over the world and the country, and it was really cool to connect with people who see the importance of family just like us. So it was fun. It was tiring. It was a hard couple of days, but
0: <laughs> but it was fun. So what have you learned from starting your business, and and really, what was it like once everything shut down, and how did you how did you like? change your business plan I guess um once people were stuck at home oh yeah
1: honestly it's been so hard because we did launch and we got a really good reception at Tech, and then only a few weeks later the entire country shut down and especially elderly people were told you, you need to not have any contact with anyone else and so that's really uh really kind of anti our business plan which is which was really difficult and um, honestly, it it was a hard couple of months to, for me to wrap my head around and it turned, I mean, everyone thought it was going to be a few months, right? And now here we are eight months later and things are getting bad again. But yeah, it took me a while to wrap my head around it because it felt like I had given my all to this thing and, and like we've put some money into it. And I, I've like every waking minute, I'm trying to make this, um, something that people will love and to have a good reception and then to just kind of have it shut down was really hard and it's taken me a little bit to kind of come come around and I don't know I would say on the days when it was too much I just focused on something else because it is a side hustle and I have a full-time job that I do from home and and I felt like that was okay that um I never wanted to give up on it, and I haven't given up on it, but sometimes I needed to take a step back because it was overwhelming That uh, and just hurt that I had put all of this work and time into it, and then it just kind of got outlawed. I'm still in the process of learning what I need to learn out of it, I think. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just helped me to focus on just trying to help people, and so I've kind of come back around the last few months and tried to get engaged again, Um, and it's also helped me to try and um, expand in other ways. So another idea that I had, um, I wrote a little ebook, which was um grandparent chats is what we called it and it was basically an idea for kids or adults honestly the the questions are for anyone really to call up their grandparents and to have chats with them about their lives and so something that you could do during quarantine you can do with social distancing and it's been cool to see people do that as well to connect and to just ask questions and get interested in what they're doing as i myself have tried the last few months to really connect with my grandparents who i'm lucky to still have they had their family so young and sometimes they get some flack for that but i sometimes i think to myself i'm so grateful that they're still here they i mean they got married when they were 16 which is young but because of that (laughs) they know my daughter their great granddaughter and so we've been playing at the park with them now that my baby can walk and I don't know it's just there's such a humanizing aspect to it that you once you spend time with them they don't seem like just an old person anymore they are a real person like you and I guess that that to me is priceless to be able to look at someone and see them as someone like you it
0: changes your relationship so much and makes it grow so deeper so much deeper I love what you're doing that you're trying to in a sense, humanize our grandparents and allow us to pass on those recordings. Um, I imagine like the people who do record these interviews with their grandparents, that's not just going to be for them. It, it will be for the generations to come. and And I mean, how cool would that have been to, you know, this technology is only recent, but how cool would have it have been to have, like, videos of our great-grandparents and, like, what they did or our great-great-grandparents, you know, and and um just know they're kind of just every day. So, I hope for a better 2021 for you and for, for all of us. Yeah, and especially, like, gr- trying to grow a business and, um yeah, and one that is, Requires face to face with the elderly. Like, yeah, that's that is hard, but it is such an amazing idea, and I absolutely love it. So, was there anything else that you wanted to leave us off with, as far as family history goes, or just a wise nugget? Um, so, I'm reading this book called Big Magic by Liz Gilbert, um,
1: and it's about creativity, and I've been really loving it. And she, there's this quote that really struck me from um that kind of talked about ancestry this week that i thought was really cool um so she talks about how Um, Looking back into your family history and finding people who are doers, not just consumers necessarily. And she says, go back further still. Look at your great grandparents. Look at your ancestors. Look at the ones who were immigrants or slaves or soldiers or farmers or sailors or the original people who watched the ships arrive with strangers on board. Go back far enough, and you will find people who are not consumers, people who are not sitting around passively waiting for stuff to happen to them. You will find people who've spent their lives making things. This is where you come from. This is where we all come from. So I just loved that quote this week because it kind of tied in to what to my whole business um, idea, even though it's just it's just a book on being creative and creating. But I thought it was really really cool that. Um, I think we all feel really fulfilled when we create and when we become better versions of ourselves and participate in things that help us and help others, like this podcast, like, um, like getting to know other moms and other business owners and helping each other and learning, I don't know, just doing things that matter more. And so I thought that quote was really cool about um, seeing your ancestors as people who as examples of what you can do to lead a more fulfilled life. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: There's a little nugget. That is just the perfect quote to end off on. Thank you for sharing that. So can you tell everyone where they can find you um, on Instagram or any other social media platform? Yeah, so our website is
1: narrativo, N-A-R-R-I-T-I-V-O dot C-O. C-O. So no M. And then our Instagram is the exact same. It's just at Narrativo.co. And then we're also on Facebook. I think it's the same. Narrativo.co. And yeah,
0: that's pretty much where we are. Um, so so again, you guys can go follow India at Narrativo.co on Instagram and she's got her she's got her website link on there, and she's also on Facebook at the same Um, username. So thank you so much for joining me again, India. It was a pleasure to record with you. Thank you. Me too. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation and stay up to date on Instagram and Twitter at She Has a Name Too. She Has a Name Too is a production of Mecco Radio. I, Jerica Dennison, was your host and was joined by my friend India Young. Huge thank you to my husband Ryan who entertains our baby while I record. This episode was edited by my brother Alex Williams. Mecco